0: Welcome to the A Block. As always, my name is Marshall Ferguson. Thank you for being here with me on Canadian Football Perspective. We are getting closer and closer to the start of CFL training camps in 2021. Talked to a couple of players over the last week, and they've said, well, yeah, if you came in from uh, the United States and you're observing that seven day quarantine, it's about exactly as boring as you would expect uh, because (laughs) there's a lot of guys around the league sitting around. And the weird psychology of it, of course, is the idea of getting yourself into a training camp mentality. Finally, after such a long time, being out of a rhythm, starting the season at a strange point in the year. And then of course, you have to go from sitting in a room for seven straight days, into being highly competitive and getting after it on the field. A lot of guys that I've talked to just say, they are stretching endlessly. They are trying to stay loose. They are of course are on these Zoom calls, trying to work virtually to get prepared for training camp. But the idea of being able to do that and also be able to get yourself relaxed and ready and mentally prepared while your body is being prepped. It's it's a hell of a challenge for a lot of these players around the league, but they are embracing it and they're doing their very best. I actually talked to Jake Burt, the top pick from the Hamilton Tiger Cats the other day, and he said that he is excited not only to get out on the football field, but he actually wants to see some of Hamilton's. He actually wants to get to know a little bit about the town, and I said, well, all in due time, but Jake is out there right now observing his quarantine, and so he is locked down until he can get out onto the football field and hopefully at some point... We'll get to learn a little bit about the city that drafted him first overall in the 2021 draft. Thank you, as always, to our friends and our sponsors. Uh, Canadian Football Perspective brought to you by Fox 40, helping you return to play safely with their latest innovations. The Fox 40 Tri-Layer Whistle Mask and the Fox 40 Electronic Whistle for 15% off all of your whistle needs. Go to fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15. And, of course, use the promo code CFL if you would like to get yourself some free shipping in the province of Ontario. Must be of legal drinking age from our friends. SadaCityBeer.com. Sada City, if you want to check out any of the tastings that we've had, you can go ahead and check out our YouTube page where myself and Sam Corbet have broken down some stuff. There is some lure in wanting to get the uh, the best stuff from the brewery fresh to you because yes, the LCBO is wonderful and the beer store is great, but Being able to get it directly from the brewery sometimes has advantages like things that are brewery exclusives such as Juicin, their New England style IPA that we actually did a review of that's up on our YouTube page now. Check that out. It is an amazing, amazing IPA and I know a lot of people love their IPAs. This one's different. If it was in the LCBO, I believe it would be one of the hottest selling beers that is in the LCBO because it's that good and they only have it at the brewery. But you can order it, and you can save yourself the shipping by using the promo code CFL. Today here on the A-Blog, I am excited to be able to bring you a couple of different clips from the conference calls that have been happening over the last week and a bit. Today, actually, as you are listening to this on Monday, July 5th, The Ottawa Red Blacks and the Hamilton Tiger Cats will be holding their media availabilities as well. But I want to be able to give you some of the clips from last week because it was the BC Lions, Toronto Argonauts, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Edmonton Elks, Calgary Stampeders, and Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They all had held media availabilities. They were all fantastic. And I think you learn a little bit of something on everybody when you go through this process of the preseason, especially when it feels like you are relearning everybody from around the Canadian Football League after such a long time off. So I want to start here with one of the main questions that I had going into the 2021 season. The BC Lions, yes, led by Michael Riley, how would they protect him? Because 2019 was not a good year, as we know, for Mike Riley and getting hit. At one point, he was getting hit on almost 10% of called pass plays. That is not going to get the job done. And they've brought back a lot of the same bodies. Joel Figueroa, Hunter Stewart, Peter Godbear's gonna come in, play a little bit of center for them there. They think he's gonna be really good moving forward, as you'll hear from Michael here in a second, but the idea of protecting Mike Riley has to be the number one priority for the BC Lions. So here's Riley in his own words on the A Block as we bounce around conference calls, getting you ready for the 2021 CFL season.
1: Yeah, thanks for the question. Thanks for bringing that back up. It seems like forever ago. I'd almost forgotten. But uh um I think that's the key, right? Is is that it's been forever. Um I don't think anybody has any clue how the, this season's going to go. I mean, the the league is so different than it was in 2019. Our team is so different. We do have um you know, a number of guys that are returning, uh, but when I look at the offensive line and and the guys that we have that were with us in 2019, uh that'll be playing in likely playing in 2021. Um, you know, they're going to be healthy is the biggest thing. Uh, you know, we have Peter, uh, Godbear who was not playing until the very end of the season. I have high expectations of him. Uh, I think he's a great young player and he's going to, he's going to be a beast to anchor the middle of our offensive line. Um, you know, Hunter Stewart is a guy that played well all season I felt. Um, and then anytime that you can get a healthy Joel Figueroa and Sook Chung, um, those guys when they're playing their best they're two of the best in the entire league and both of them were battling through a ton of injuries all season in 2019 and then obviously our free agent pickup with Riker, um you know one of if not the best tackle in the league uh, coming over from hamilton um you know so i have obviously high expectations i think that coupled with having kelly bates uh, for a year and a half of an off season is going to be great um you know but protections never a five man thing it's 12 guys it's it's actually you know more than that it's the entire program really right it's the entire offense working together but it's also schemes and and the the calls you know the plays that you're calling and and things like that and you know me executing the offense well as a quarterback so again i have high expectations and i have a ton of confidence but i don't think 2019 has any merit or bearing on 2021 for us or any other team i mean we've all been out of this thing for you know, it's going to be close to two years by the time that we get back on the field. So I don't care if you're Winnipeg or us or Toronto, uh, teams that were on both ends of the spectrum and win-loss, that doesn't mean a damn thing. Everybody has to come out and prove themselves in 2021, and we're looking forward to that opportunity.
0: Just hearing that guy talk football makes me excited for the 2021 CFL season. I don't think you have to be a BC Lions fan to appreciate everything Michael Riley's done in his career, But now you get a chance to appreciate what he's going to do as a veteran leading a roster and trying to take them out of the dumpster where they were in 2019. A lot of changes on that team. A lot of the same offensive linemen, as he mentions, but the coaching staff. Kelly Bates, I think, is going to have a great impact on all things BC Lions protection. And if Mike Riley has time then you're going to get an opportunity to shoot the ball down the field vertically. And they've got certainly the receivers to be able to do that as well. So we will see where they go with that. I want to turn our attention now to the Toronto Argonauts. Uh, ask this question of the head coach, Ryan Dinway, of course, his first year in Toronto, but technically second because he was hired on after 2019. But the idea of being able to have so many marquee names in that front seven from... Cam Judge, of course, to Enoch Mwamba, up to Charleston Hughes and Cordero Law, and they got Sean Oakman in there, and they got Netflix stars, and they got they got a little bit of everything in Toronto right now. And there's a lot of different skill sets as well. And so I decided to ask Ryan Dinwiddie on their conference call exactly what the approach is going to be going into training camp and how many bodies do they want to keep, because kind of get the sense that they might want to keep as many of those guys as possible, and the Argos might go with a lot of crazy personnel packages and very specific personnel packages that give them the flexibility to try and mix and match with teams like, oh, I don't know, Hamilton, who, of course, they have to try to topple to take over the East.
2: Uh, well, I think one thing we like, the depth is, you know, you you can't ever plan for injuries, right? And then these guys being off for a full year and a half, haven't played football forever. I mean, injuries are going to happen more this year than they had in any other season. That's just the reality of it. And, and weight rooms are closed and everything else, so – uh, guys that wouldn't have been having that access to the lift and it's been a challenge for those guys so we understand that we want to have as much talent as we can in for camp for competition reasons but also we have to have uh some awareness that we're gonna have some injuries and so we need to have some guys we can plug in right away but yeah i think you know the the versatility we have with some of our d linemen our linebackers yeah we can change that front seven and uh, run a bunch of different personnel packs absolutely
0: I don't know what Toronto's going to look like by the time training camp is done. You don't know what Toronto's going to look like by the time training camp is done. A long training camp to get prepared, a lot of personnel decisions to be made as well. Fingers crossed that all teams across the league don't go through the amount of injuries, soft tissue stuff that we are expecting at this point. But if they do, Toronto might be in the best situation depth-wise in their front seven to be able to maintain a high level of play. Let's take a look now with the Edmonton Elks. Head coach Jamie Elizondo and general manager Brock Sunderland. I asked them, Couple of questions here. Elizondo, I just want to know about him and Trevor Harris and the evolution of their partnership together, getting the band back together, as it were, and having an opportunity to be able to recreate what they did in Ottawa. But you can never directly recreate things. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are not going to try to recreate the magic of 2019 winning the Great Cup. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are not going to recreate what they did defensively, being able to stay undefeated at home they're going to be different everybody's going to be a little bit different but when I look at Edmonton I think the best opportunity likely to just jump and run right off the bat and get it going is going to be with that offense that the Elks have with the amount of talent that they have and of course Elizondo calling the plays and Brock Sunderland building out a roster that looks really nice headed into August
2: yeah good to see you Marshall I appreciate the question um you know it's obvious Trevor and I have a special relationship I think everybody knows that um it all starts with, you know, the comfort level of being able to say to each other what we like, what we don't like. Uh, you don't have to go through that whole dating process as you would within your quarterback. Uh, I think Trevor and I have a comfort level in being able to express things to each other. I think the other part too is we like being around each other. We're just two guys that love football and love sharing ideas, thought processes. So it's been great getting uh, back on board with Trevor. You know, as far as you know how you've developed, you continue throughout your coaching career to you pick up bits and pieces from everywhere you've been. So there's there's things that I took from my time in Tampa, um, took from offseason studies, right, studying different teams. So hope to implement some of those things. But uh, it's been great. Couldn't be more excited to be back with Brock or Trevor.
0: And Brock, just as a, a follow-up on that, being able to bring Jamie back in to be alongside Trevor for you obviously feels like a home run. But you filled out the roster in so many different ways as well to get this team to the point where all of a sudden there's this buzz building about it. How proud are you of what's happened thus far in the last 18, 19 months to get the team to where it is going into
2: training camp next week?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been interesting, obviously, with uh, the change at head coach. But thrilled to have Jamie. I think I'd mentioned this before is he was the, the first candidate I reached out to in 2019 when we made a move at that point. So kind of a full circle situation where we were denied by the XFL you know finally came to fruition and you know similar to jamie and trevor jamie and i worked together in ottawa immediately connected for the same reasons that he hit on with he and trevor is we just love football we get along off the field we're friends but before that we love football we love talking about player evaluation scheme strategies culture all those things there's a lot of times in ottawa on the road on flights uh, in the offices out the facility late at night just going over things and doing hypotheticals. Hey, if, if I were a GM, I would do this. What are your thoughts if you were the head coach? And we kind of strategize as if, and and now we're in those roles. So it's fun and it's been really exciting putting a team together with Jamie. And uh, along with that, Trevor has been instrumental. I know we hit on the fact that he was the key person that got James Wilder junior into the fold, but he wants to coach and or be in personnel. So he's always sending me videos of players and we'll talk about evaluation. So it's been a really fun process with two people i really enjoy and we just love
0: football always love getting elizondo's perspective especially on the cfl game but really just in football that guy knows his stuff he probably should have been a head coach earlier but he has the opportunity now and i'm excited to see where edmonton is able to take that i'm also excited to see what happens with the winnipeg blue bombers with zach Calaros getting a full training camp a long training camp but also time spent with the people that he's actually going to be playing football with because as you remember in 2019 That wasn't really the case for Zach, whether it was in Saskatchewan, of course, the long lead up to the season, but gets dinged by Simone Lawrence, then ends up going on the injured list, gets moved over to Toronto, and then gets sent to Winnipeg. In all of those travels, there wasn't a whole lot of time to understand the situation that he was in, at least not as much as you would want as a starting quarterback, and so now he gets an extended training camp, he gets a two-year essentially off-season to be able to work virtually with all of his coaches, including... Buck Pierce, who he talks about here on top of the idea of a full training camp to get used to everybody he's working
4: with. Well, I, I think it'll certainly help with just, you know, the on-field chemistry stuff. And with, you know, however many days it's been that we've actually been able to play football, we've, we've gone over the playbook and, you know, being able to read through that and, and talk with Buck and talk with Sean and the other guys uh, about it, you know, that'll definitely be invaluable. Um, you know, I think just, again, being being off for so long, just getting the opportunity to go and compete is is what I'm really looking forward to, you know, whether it's throwing the ball at a net, um, you know, running, you know, doing conditioning things after practice, you know, seven on sevens, all, all those things, you know, we're all just, again, like kind of craving that competitiveness. So um, I think it's going to be a great camp, lots of energy. Um, I'm not sure exactly how we're going to have to split things up, you know, with the social distancing and all that, but um, man, I'm just excited to get out there. And, and again, to answer your question, I think just, you know, being able to spend more time with the guys being around uh, that locker room will will be very very valuable moving forward. And you know, again, it was four or five weeks last year, and you know, I felt like I'd been there for a long time. And that speaks again to the organization and, and leadership that we have there, and to the guys in the locker room. Yeah, it's uh, it's been really great working with Buck. Uh, you know, from the moment that I I joined the organization, um, he was somebody that I I looked up to when I first got into the league. Just you know, his style of play, his competitiveness is you know something that I wanted to emulate. Um, so, yeah, being able to to be around him and, and pick his brain when I was there for, again, the end of the season in 2019 and then you know, throughout this entire thing has been has been awesome. I think he's he's really open to to, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for to new ideas, I guess, and just, you know, continuing to evolve with with how football um, is changing. And, and it seems like it's changing all the time. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure he learned a lot of that from Lapo and that's just kind of his his personal philosophy as well. So uh, it's been really just really great to talk ball with him and, um, you know, again, to share some ideas on, on, you know, how we can gain, you know, just the 1% advantage here, 1% advantage there. And um, I think just that open line of communication uh, in our meeting room um, will do a lot, uh, you know, for for the entire room and specifically for, for our relationship similar can the
0: Winnipeg Blue Bombers' offense look with Buck Pierce leading it versus Paul Appelice leading it? It's a similar question to what we're wondering right now in Toronto. How similar can their offense look to Calgary? Will they employ different strategies? Will these coaches want to make it their own? The Buck Pierce question is a fun one going into this season, but there is no doubt that Zach Kalaros would have looked at Buck Pierce and appreciated his playing style after everything that we know about Zach and what he's been through. The similarities there, I think, there's a little bit of uh, spiritual bonding happening between mutual appreciation of those two men in Winnipeg. Next up, great quarterback, of course, in the CFL, Bo Levi Mitchell of the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, I asked him about the receiver situation going into this year because, as we know, Juwan Briskason moving on to Toronto and Eric Rogers moving on to Toronto, and then you've, there's no DeVaris Daniels. There's not. We've talked about this at nauseum on the breakdown with Derek Taylor and myself on Wednesdays here on CFP, where we're trying to dig into who's going to be the star. Does Calgary need a star or can they possibly do it by committee? Here's Bo's thoughts. Uh, yeah, I mean,
5: I mean, honestly, uh, with the, the amount of break that we've had, I'm pretty super confident in the guys we have because I've seen them so much and seen how hard they've been working. And one of the coolest things I've seen is, uh, you know, four or five of those guys just being together every day, you know, when they've been allowed to be. And, uh, just working their tails off i mean i think you'll be i mean you guys wouldn't know you don't see them with their shirts off very often but uh our guys have have gained some upper body strength like they look fast they look strong um so i'm, I'm really confident in the guys we have um you know i've always had the trust in in dave and huff and our recruiting uh guys and our scouting department decide to decide who those guys are um they've asked me my uh my opinion sometimes on on a guy and i always pick the wrong one and the other guys up becoming an all-star so from now on I defer to them and let them choose uh, who the guys are. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I think, I don't think it's a big surprise, you know, who, who like maybe the starting five might be or whatnot, or who, who will be the uh, you know, the breakout guys. But I'm really excited to see guys like, uh, you know, Canadians, like Herji, um, Colton Huncheck um, guys who I think can make a, a big impact. Even Andre Salgado, I think he's been doing a hell of a job this off season in transforming his body uh, and transforming his mind. Um, but overall, I mean, you know, KJ, Marquise Ambles, I mean, we got we got a lot of guys, um, you know, that are going to come here ready to go. And um, as long as they're physical and ready to buy into what we do, man, it's going to have be a be a good year
0: certainly believes in the receiving group that he has. You would have to think Kamar Jordan stands out amongst the rest of them and is extremely productive. They might lean on the Canadian receivers more than any other team as well, depending on the development of Colton Hunchak and Hergy Bialis. Certainly looks like he's going to be a Canadian receiving star for the next couple of years in the CFL and perhaps beyond. But I wonder how much Bo feels the pressure going into this season. He will be my guest coming up next week right here on the A Block. I had him on earlier in the offseason, and we talked about kind of his journey through the CFL. This one next week is strictly football. It is X's and O's. It is about uh, his playing style, his throwing mechanics. It is true football junkie stuff. So if you want that, make sure you subscribe here to the CFP podcast, and it will be right in your inbox coming up on uh, next Monday morning for you. But I uh, wanted as well to to just mention when Bo Levi Mitchell is talking about playing style and how he's going to use these guys it's interesting that he mentions being a point guard because I think a lot of quarterbacks enjoy that mentality of spreading the ball around and finding the right people and receivers but a true point guard mentality is about putting your players that you are passing the ball to in the best possible situation and Bo has very very often done that throughout his career it's a matter of being able to know the people around you though in order to know how to put them in the best situation possible and with the amount of turnover I think there's going to be some evolution there that might take a couple of weeks, which week one is – Toronto Calgary so we'll see how they're not that shakes out in time for that big rematch of uh, coaches and players that we're all excited about lastly for you here of the six teams that have done their conference calls already leading into the 2021 CFL season Saskatchewan Cody Fajardo of course people out there in the prairies very much hoping that he takes another huge jump forward as the leader of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and I asked him about his playing style moving forward with Jason Moss and his body evolving through training as he becomes the starting quarterback for the Riders.
6: Yeah, I, that's a great question. I think the the thing I'm most excited for is Moss is, have so many quarterbacks that have led the CFL in passing yards in his history. So to have that and to have a a former CFL quarterback as your offensive coordinator is huge because there's a lot of things that play into that. And and a lot of things when we talk through the playbook, he's like, I'm not going to put too much on your plate because he's like, when I was a quarterback, there's no way I could think about six to seven different things. So I think the simplicity of our offense and where we're trying to go uh, will help, but uh, it's going to look very tough and complex to defenses, but I think it'll be simple for our guys just to understand. Um, hopefully we can move fast. The simpler you are, you can go fast, but I, I really am excited about some of the new changes he's had. There's a lot of things that we carried over from 2019 that he said that I I did uh, great things uh, from McAdoo's offense. And he's like, why would we get rid of it if you did, so well at it. So uh, there's just going to be a blend in in his experience. And I don't know how many years he's been part of the CFL, but uh, that's a lot of offense to stick into an extended training camp. But uh, just excited to hear him in the headset as opposed to over a Zoom call or a phone call. And uh, I think that'll benefit me uh, sitting down and just watching film in the same room as opposed to over Zoom calls, uh, which we've been doing over the past
0: month. And you mentioned the, the off season training, the never ending off trying to get your body right and stay prepared and all the rest Has your training evolved in the last two years, because I think as, as everybody ages, we all know that you find different and new approaches and you start to prioritize maybe some different things that you didn't before. How did that change for you over the last two
2: years?
6: Absolutely, I think the biggest one is uh, being a starting quarterback. Usually, I'm preparing to be the short yardage guy, so I'm trying to beef up a little bit and and be thick. And now I'm trying to be a little bit more durable. Um, my main off season, the last two years. Uh, of workout has been stability in the pocket just being able to take hits and uh, and stay strong in the core because as you know the end of the year my oblique I tore both my oblique muscles so finding a stability that was like my number one focus was just continuing to strengthen my core and the everyday wear and tear of you know an 18 game season now we're in 14 games but as opposed to being a short yardage guy where you got to come in and get a yard I was you know, pushing 230, 227 when I was coming into training camp. Now I'm around 217, uh, which I feel a lot faster and a lot healthier, uh, which is nice and, and a lot stronger in terms of stability and not just buffed up because I have to be.
0: Not just bulking up because you have to be bulked up. It's a nice feeling when you go from being a backup quarterback, I'm sure, who's constantly worried about putting enough muscle and meat on your body that nobody can hurt you into saying, Oh, now I can actually just play quarterback. It's the reason why many times I believe the backup quarterbacks, the short yardage guys that get forced into playing because the starter gets hurt, are put in an incredibly difficult situation. The offense isn't designed for you. You haven't taken enough reps in that lead spot. And, of course, you haven't gotten enough reps throwing and getting used to the timing of guys getting out of their reps and all the rest that we talked about with Bo Levi Mitchell earlier here on this podcast. And so now you look at Cody, and he actually gets to prepare to be a starter, not be a backup who is a starter that's a massive difference and i think you'll see the difference of that on field as well that's going to do it for the a block today bit of a short one but wanted to get these conference call clips in for you and get your excitement level up as we head towards the season thank you again to our good friends at fox 40 make sure you're using that promo code cfp15 to get 15 percent off all your return to play whistle needs again that's at fox40shop.com and use the promo code cfl to get yourself that free shipping to ontario residents only must be of legal drinking age from sawdustcitybeer.com i'm not lying to you order yourself up juice in that new england style ipi mentioned off the top and you will not regret it that's going to do it for now all canadian coming up on tuesday and of course wednesday myself and derek taylor have the breakdown for you right here on canadian football perspective